ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, and Saskalulers, uh, hey patrons, thanks for supporting the show. And uh, make sure you check out Lens, uh, the new Patreon app, as I said in the last message. Uh, pretty cool thing. And I'll be on there. Uh, thanks. Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where I can set aside whatever keeps you awake, uh, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, you know, travel, uh, any stuff, like mystery stuff. That's like lately uh, what has either kept me from falling asleep or woken me up. And I say, what? why did I wake up? Oh, boy. So whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off. That's part of the safe place where I hopefully you feel welcome. And other ways I'm going to do it is to smooth it and pat it and rub it down a safe place. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me doing that with my hand because I'm not touching anything. You know, I'm doing, I'm virtually smoothing. Uh, I'm not virtually smooth. You could, you could probably in, infer that if you've listened to any seconds of the podcast. Uh, but I do do some virtual smoothing. Virtually smooth, though. That would be, I think Max, Max, who's that? Max Hedrum was virtually smooth. Uh, anyway, so, so like I'm going to try to smooth it and pat it. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, tangents. Oh, do I have tangents? Uh, uh, do, do, like I, I don't even cook them up. I, I actually do, like I do all the kinds of tangents. Cooked tangents, steamed tangents. Uh, uh, you get, got an Instapot full of tangents going and a crock pot and a slow cooker. And, uh, you know, I'm going I'm to Julianne some tangents later. Don't worry, tangents. I, you know, only ones that can be Julianne will be sauteed, uh, baked. Oh, boy. <laughs> Especially those of you that are baked. You know, I'll be baking your tangents uh, for sure. Uh, most, I guess most of my tangents are half-baked. <laughs> so I could stop talking uh, right now. Uh, but I, you know, however I cook them up, uh, all, all, totally 100% raw tangents too, half baked and raw. That's what most of mine are. Uh, but all to keep you company in the deep dark night. If you're new here, thank you for checking the podcast out. And let me tell you a few things to get you settled into place. Uh, one, this podcast in recent reviews, people have said you should listen to it for a week or two to get used to it. Uh, it doesn't work for everybody, but it usually takes a few tries to get the idea that I'm not a very sensible person. I'm half I'm a half baked raw tangent. Uh, now with fifty percent salt, you know fifty percent salt, so you know I come in half half of that. Uh, but structurally, here's what to expect with the show. Currently, uh, the first uh, two, two to four minutes of the show are business. That's how we keep the show free and all the archives free. It's the people that, that you know, listen to that part and act on it. Uh, but if you're new, it's not a big deal. And the more people that act on that stuff, the shorter we can keep it. So thank you, everybody. Uh, and then, um, so there's two, two, two to four minutes of business. Uh, and then there's an intro, which we've started here. The intros are about 12 minutes. Uh, looks like about 14% of listeners skip the intro and go straight into the episode. 
And you could do that. The, the timestamps will be in the show notes there. And let's see. So skipping the oh, so so the intro is just me trying to explain what the podcast is. And basically, with a metaphor like that, a half baked metaphor about baking tangents. Oh, don't worry. I'm a, I'm a saucier of tangents too. Just in case you, I'm a sous I'm a sous chef of tangents. I'm gonna sous some tangents, and that's with a so you know not s you know what I mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a roux. I'm gonna make it into a sous of tangents, and then at the end of the show, I'll bid you adieu. <laughs> and you know, hopefully, like uh, nothing will be covered. Like seem like it has any goo. Like you none know, of my tangents will be gooey. And so the intro is just me kind of rambling. I thought I had something in my mind I wanted to talk about. Uh, so we'll see how we do a time. Then there's uh, the story portion of the show. Tonight we'll be talking about who? Doctor Who. Uh, the Doctor Rose and our, and our new friend. Uh, I think that's what we're talking about. Uh, and our friend, our new friend Adam. Along with, And it'll be like a very circuitous t- telling of Doctor Who. So don't worry. Because uh, when I was a kid, I couldn't watch, like, uh, Doctor Who would be on in the middle of the afternoon or something. And I would just see, hear the soundtrack, and i say, we've got to change the channel. But now, this will be very sleepy. Uh, yeah, like, uh, so th- th- that'll be about 45 minutes. Then we close off the episodes with a little thank you and good night. And so that's how the show is structurally. Short, short business, uh, then an intro. Optional intro and then uh, episode in the intro, you know, as a show within a show. And I've seen people debating on the Internet. And like I said, maybe 15 percent of people just go straight into the story. You can do it however you want. Uh, there's also no pressure to listen to me. I think you probably got that, too, like other podcasts. Hopefully I'm going to be here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff, but not be so engaging I don't have that problem of being so engaging. People have to listen to me. Like ideally, just like in my regular life, I like to fade into the background. So I try to replicate this in this podcast where you say, well, I just tune you out there a little bit uh, and you'll drift off because uh, you're also under pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here for about an hour uh, giving it my all uh, to be here for you. So if you can't sleep at all, I'll be here uh, till the end. If you can fall asleep right away, I'll still be here. You know, in case you wake up or you got to use the restroom or whatever. How come? I mean, that's one thing I've never wondered about on this podcast out loud is like, how come in the out of your house there's an out, there's outhouses, there's bathrooms, and there's restrooms, right? Uh, and then you know, in, in other places there's WC like water closets. How come it's a restroom? Uh, I guess because you're not taking because they don't have baths in there. Is that why a bathroom? Because even if a bathroom uh, doesn't have a bath, it's if it's at a house, you say. Sometimes I still say, I get it. "Can I use your restroom?" Uh, just because I, I, you know, like uh, I, don't, I get mixed up enough. I don't need more than one name. But uh, how come that is? Like, uh, if you're out of the house, it's a restroom. I guess because it doesn't have a bath. Uh, if you're in a house, even if it doesn't have a bath, it's a bathroom. Uh, so I guess I figured that one out on my own. So, so um, what was I talking about before that, though? Well, okay, any any point, I'll be here to keep you company. Whether you need to, to just drift off uh, or you need some company, you're tossing and turning and you can't fall asleep, uh, I'll be here uh, to, 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 to be your companion 
your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar bud, your boar cuz, your boar sib, uh, here in the deep dark night. I'll be doing my best. And part of the reason is, like, I've used a term from uh, old text-based adventure games. You're spinning your wheels looking at that. And I literally just had a, a situation. This, in this, if you have a tech company, you know, go ahead and use this, but make sure you pay me a lot of money for this idea, which has probably already been tested. But so there is this universal thing with the internet and phones or computers of a spinning wheel saying, uh, the computer basically saying, I don't know what the hell's going on. And it's, it's spinning its wheels saying stuff's not working right, but I don't, I don't know. And I was actually trying to proof, uh, like a podcast episode, like why I went and took a go for a walk and it, like I thought it downloaded to my phone and then it got out of the house and it was just spinning its wheel. And then, like, the whole time, no matter what I did uh, or change, uh, Wi-Fi or, you know, non-Wi-Fi, the phone fi, the phone was still spinning its wheel. It turned it off, turned it back on, the whole nine years, and then the walk was over. Uh, but why can't you just tell us, like, uh, like maybe, like, some sort of, I don't know, does this take up too much bandwidth? Or, you know, do, does it hurt to call your mother? I guess is basically what I'm saying is, like, uh, like, can't you say, instead of spinning the wheel, like have something saying, hey, I don't know what the heck's going on here, uh, and then run through it. So, hey, check in, can't connect, like, uh, my, you know, my my RAM's all jacked up or can't connect to the Internet uh, or, I, I don't know, like, give us a little more information. Or am I just being, because I guess that would help with my impatience. Uh and I mean, we have become uh, like uh, impatient with these devices because they are so f- efficient and effective most of the time. But really, you think about the different wheels. It's just like what pl- you say. Oh, rainbow wheel. You're on a Mac. Uh, a uh, dotted line wheel. Oh, that's uh, you know depends on your browser. Uh, uh, like uh, I don't even know what they do on PCs anymore. But I'm sure it's some sort of spinning something or other. Or, or sometimes it's a globe or a dot, or like flapping back and forth. And I mean, some people will give you like a silly emoji or something that's decent to look at. But you say, uh, or maybe just do somebody shrugging their shoulders, like uh, spinning. And you say, hey, well, like I don't know what to have, like, uh, or maybe somebody like like uh, looking through something. I don't know. I just would like a little more information. And I guess the computer's saying, I got nothing. Uh, maybe just that. Say, I got nothing. I don't know. You say, hey, why can't you get this f- f- file to play? I thought you downloaded it before we left the house. Uh, and the phone's just, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what happened. Uh, I mean, I think I do know what happened. In this case, it was encoded at 128. And, like, if the phone would listen to me, it'd say, was, is this because it was encoded at 128 and that's 64K? Uh, because, like, the patrons, they have a 128 file. So then I proof the 128 file. But if you're going to struggle with that file, I mean, I thought you had plenty of space in, in home, we had plenty of bandwidth. But what's up with that? Uh, it says, I don't know, man, I'm spinning this wheel here. But it's all I know, same as you. I mean, maybe we could take it a step further and offer, like, if you can hire, you know, the same scientists that are looking at my brain in Northern European nations, uh, like, have them design something that so we could create a bonding moment with their phone. Say, oh, geez, that's too bad, phone. Uh, not even you know what's going on. Uh, 
you know, you're, you're the keeper of everything for me. Uh, and uh, you're, you're, you're mixed up, huh? Like maybe I give you, you want me to uh, wipe your screen off? Uh, where are your shoulders? I could rub your shoulders for a minute. Uh, you want me to restart you like, like we're on the, uh, it crowd or something like it crowd. What, 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 what can I do to help? Uh, because they think if the phone just said, hey, I don't know what to, like, instead of the spinning wheel, like, the spinning wheel kind of feels more like when you're waiting in line or you're on the phone, they say, well, I'll get right back to you. And then you say, that's never, like, you say, well, give me, give me a time. And they say, well, I don't know, I got to go ask my, you know, my supervisor. Or they say, I got to go back in this office and, you know, pretend I'm trying to help you. You say, I'll get right back. I mean, if they say, I get right back to you and they don't get right back, uh, you know what I'm saying? I guess like like I guess I'm getting into Seinfeldian territory here. But say, hey, just say I don't know what the heck's going on. Uh, I'm spinning like I guess the computer's spinning. You're you're looking at the computer spinning its wheels. Uh, I'm looking at that spinning of the wheels. So like instead of a text-based adventure game, where it says you're spinning your wheels, looking at that. I'm now living in a text-based adventure game where I say I'm I'm looking at that spinning its wheel. Uh, so anyway, I guess what I'm saying here is like this podcast is a little bit for people that are spinning their wheels all the time or you're over it. You say, hey, like, uh, why don't you kick back instead of thinking about all that stuff? Uh, just listen to me. I'll be rambling half-baked rambles uh, and tangents. And believe me, we'll be using cutting edge. We'll we'll sous vide some of these half-baked. I'll half sous vide. I'll half bake it and then I'll sous vide these rambles uh, coming up here. And to, to carry off in a dreamlike, because I've been there. And I just want to keep you company. I just want to help. This is the only way I can help. Uh, so, it, again, it doesn't work for everybody. But give it a few tries. You know, I, I really believe you deserve a good night's sleep. And, and I'd like to help if I can. So, give it a few tries. No pressure. Uh, see how it goes. Uh, if not, like try LibriVox, uh, audiobooks. There's, uh, I don't want to say any other podcasts, but, um, you know, maybe a podcast you already listened to or something and, uh, give it a few tries. Uh, and I hope, uh, but I work very hard and I strive and I yearn because I really want to help you fall asleep. So thanks so much for coming by and let's keep the show going. All right, everybody, we're talking season one, uh, series one, whatever, episode six. I thought it was called uh, Beneath the Salt Plains of Utah, uh, but it turns out that was just uh, like where the episode opens. Uh, and I said, man, that's a long, like I said, that's a long title. Uh, what am I going to do about that? Uh, and it turns out I didn't need to because it's a Dalek, uh, Dal, maybe I'll get into the pronunciation. I always thought it was Dalek, uh, but it turns out it's a D A like D A L E E K, and it's pronounced like Dal D A H L. I think. Uh, I mean, I know from listening to the episode, but I probably forgot a little bit. So the episode's not called "Beneath the Salt Plains of Utah," but that's where it opens, and it opens with the TARDIS appearing in a room. And where is it? We don't know because they're, they're off course. They followed a signal. Or that's what Rose asked. And the doctor says, yeah, we followed a signal. We're off course. Uh, and then she says, where? He says, basically beneath the salt plains of Utah. He says, in North America, Utah, half a mile underground. And this was interesting because I did, like, uh, he, he says, yeah, what year is it? 20, 2012. Uh, 
I said, remember those days? Oh, 2012. Uh, it was like, uh, like I smiled and thought about the, uh, the guy said, the sunlight felt warmer on my face in 2012. Yeah, but I don't think I'd started the podcast yet. So, you know, but Rose says, geez, I'd be 28 in 2012. And I said, 28? Uh, and I don't know, this was the first episode where I found out how old Rose was, which I don't, I don't know. I guess I was like, wow, Rose is a lot younger. She, she, she's still a youth almost, uh, 19. Yeah, but it turns out they're in a museum. The doctor starts turning lights on. And that was our first uh, word, blimey, Rose used. It was an alien museum. And it has all these artifacts uh, that they start looking through. Uh, meteorites, uh, this moon dust, a millimeter from the Roswell uh, thing, a Slo- Slovene arm, or like a, we can't say that. Uh, some stuff to Slovene, Slo- Slo- whatever you know from last week, Slo- Slovene, Slovene. A bit of slithine, that's what Rose says. Uh, and then there's a, like a bust of a Cyberman, which I don't have any experience with yet, but I'm looking forward to it because the doctor looks uh, at the Cyberman, who's kind of like a robot from a sci-fi movie looking. And uh, he's really, uh, he says, well, look at you. Uh, and Rose watches him. He says, she says, who's that? She says, he says, well, an old friend of mine, not really, a friend of me. And he goes, man, I'm getting old. And then Rose goes, is that where the signal's coming from? He goes, no, this is just a bust. Uh, the signal's come to, coming from something operational. And then he taps the glass, and uh, all the security shows up. Uh, oh, he says that the signal's coming from somebody reaching out for help. Uh but they get busted, uh, like, uh, and he says, well, geez, Rose goes, if you're, someone's collecting uh, alien uh, uh, artifacts, you're uh, exhibit number one or exhibit A. Uh, then the show opens. Uh, we get a helicopter landing, Bad Wolf 1. So we still see some more of these Bad Wolf references. We see this rich guy with a mustache. Uh, he fires somebody right away because he doesn't agree. He's not a, what do you call that? A, he's not as much, as much of a hanger on as he's supposed to be. Uh, he says to the rich guy, who's Henry Van Staten. Uh, and then the guy goes, you're fired. Don't disagree with me. Yeah, then a woman with a Bluetooth in her ear shows up. Her name's Goddard, G-O-D-D-A-R-D. And he says, who's going to be the next president, Republican or Democrat? She says, Democrat. And she, he goes, why? And she goes, well, they're funny. And then he goes, who are you? She goes, Diana Goddard. Uh, he goes, I like it. Uh, he goes, where's the English kid? And then this other kid, Adam, comes up to him. He's like the collector of artifacts. And uh, English kid. Oh, they're 54 floors down, it turns out. Uh, he goes, they get, oh, no, they, that's where they found the doctor. They go, yeah, we busted somebody 54 floors down. The kid says, Adam says, I got some more artifacts, some cool ones. Uh, and then Van Tatten's Van Patten says Van Staten says, I want to visit my pet uh tell Simmons we're coming. Uh and then we go into this room and we see a human in like a uh like a scuba suit almost. Uh and he's working on something who's watching him through like a cyber uh, type uh, observation thing. And he's like trying to work on something that's obviously watching him with like a camera. 
54. It's not talking, he says. Uh, then we see the Van Satin's office. He has his own portrait there. Uh, so you already know a lot about this character, uh, that he, he's not that great. Uh, and then the he's holding this device that Adam's discovered, uh, and checking out. He's like, what does this do? Uh, and Adam goes, well, it's like a tubes with channels, maybe a fuel pump. Uh, and Doctor goes, no, you don't hold it like that. And they're kind of like, who's this confident doctor type guy? And the doctor goes, dude, you're totally wrong. You're holding it. It looks silly. Uh, and then he says, yeah, let me see it. Uh, and then everybody's like, what? You can't just boss Van Staten around. And he goes, oh, you got to be as gentle. And he just shows that it's like a little harmonic type of, of like a finger harmonica or something. Uh, it was just j j be delicate. And Van Staten goes, oh, it's a musical instrument. Uh, he goes, give it to me. And the doctor goes, oh, it's a long way from home. And the doctor goes, just a delicate, please, uh, precision. And then Van Satin's like, uh, he does manage to show a little bit. It, like, uh, it's got LED lights, but it's a harmonica. Uh, the doctor smiles. Uh, he goes, geez, you're quite the expert at that thing and everything, aren't you? And Van Satin goes, as are you. And he goes, who are you uh, exactly? He tosses the, the instrument aside like it meant nothing to him. And the doctor goes, I'm the doctor. Who, who the heck are you? He goes, uh, dude, I got a portrait about me behind myself. Uh, he goes, you ended up in my uh, museum. You don't know who I am? doctor goes, yep, uh, I just stumbled in there by mistake. Uh, he goes, 50 through fours down with your little accomplice. Uh, and Rose goes, don't be, uh, don't be getting mouthy with me, buddy. And he goes, oh, she's English. Uh, and he calls the, the young Adam. He goes, Lord Fauntleroy. So maybe we'll look that up, what that even means. Uh, Adam goes, by the way, doctor, this is Henry Van Staten. He invented the Internet. And doctor says, no comment. And Rose goes, no one invented the Internet. Uh, and he goes, yeah, let's just keep keep that story because it's making me rich. Uh, and doctor goes, so you're an expert about everything but what you have here. And Van Satten goes, you, you know more? And the doctor goes, uh, yeah, I don't need to, like, I don't need to know that I'm, he goes, I know how good I am. And Van Satten goes, well, like, how, guy, you by, you know, downstairs, uh, what are you doing down there? And the doctor's like, what are you doing down there? Uh, we just got lost. And he goes, oh, well, well we have a, a specimen down there. We're working on it. And then Rose goes, like, they're really, like, having it out. Rose goes, geez, uh, you guys uh, could tone it down. And then the doctor, like, uh, Van Satin goes, doctor, you're going to come downstairs with me. Rose, you go with uh, Adam. And then they go down to, like, uh, the, 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 like, underground thing. Uh, let's see what else I got. Impress me. Oh, yeah, here we go. So, uh, oh, yeah, he goes, uh, so impress me with all your knowledge. Because we got a Metaltron down here. That's what I named it. Uh, some alien uh, Metaltron. And the guy goes, put a suit on and don't touch it. Uh, and the doctor goes, uh, whatever. And then the doctor goes in to check out the uh, Metaltron. And they close the door behind him. They go, don't open the door till he gets that thing talking. And the doctor's in the room. The lights are out. He looks at some tools. Uh, and he goes, hey, he sees a blue light. He goes, hey, I'm the doctor. I'm here to help. Uh, and uh, the thing goes, doctor. And he goes, no way. 
And when you, even though I didn't watch a lot of Doctor Who as a kid, like I recognized the voice already. And the doctor realizes that it's a Dalek. Uh, in the first, you know, they they never uh, they were friends, but basically, like uh, the short story is a Dalek took up when they were little. The Dalek took all the doctor's comic books. Doctor never got over it, uh, and he learned to live life without comic books. And he never forgave the Dalek, but he blamed himself. So it was confusing. So the doctor's like, I got to get out of here. These are uh, these feelings about comic books aren't anything. They want to deal with it. And the doc keeps going, comic books, comic books, comic books. And I think as a doctor, the Dalek probably took the comic books by convincing the doctor, you know, back in the 80s or whatever, that comic books were a bad influence. Uh, and the doctor said, I don't want your bad influence with your comic books. Uh, it was always so confusing for me. And the Dalek says, comic books. Uh, and then outside, we see Van Staten and Goddard watching. They're like, I can't believe he's got it talking. Uh, and the Dalek says, you must read the comic books with me. And the doctor goes, no, no, no. And then the doctor goes, wait a second, you don't even have any comic books, dude. Uh, and this really goes deep, way deeper than comic books. Uh, like first the doctor says, fantastic, you're powerless. You don't even have over me. You don't have your comic books. Uh, and uh, he says, they, uh, say, like they have a discussion. Uh, he goes, no comic books. The great. He goes, the, because look at you. You're just a great space dustbin. Used to be my best friend. Uh, not really my friend of me, but uh, now you're a dustbin. How does that feel? It taking my comic books and then comic shame in me. And Doc says, leave me alone. And the doctor goes eye to eye with it, or eye to yeah, eyes to eye, or camera. And he goes, what are you going to do? Like, this is like so grammar school. He goes, what do you got? What are you going to do about it? Uh, maybe if you, if you had comic books, I would take them back. The doctor says, uh, and the doctor just watches him. The doctor walks in a full circle around the Dalek, uh, as it follows him. He kind of just, uh, gives it a talking down to, and it's a little bit out of character. And the doctor goes, what are you here for anyway? The Dalek says, I'm waiting for more comic book orders, uh, the doctor goes, what? He goes, yeah, that's what I've been sitting here waiting. That's my job. Uh, take comics and uh, tell kids that they're a bad influence. Uh, and the doctor says to him, you're never going to get any comics from me. Not ever. And Doc says, I demand comics. Uh, the doctor goes, there is no comics. And by the way, there's no more Daleks collecting comics. Uh, in the universe now, comics are distributed for, not for free, but freely for people willing to pay to buy them. And he goes, we got rid of you all. You Ten million Dalek ships uh, all gone, stopping uh, comic taking. And the doctor says, you lied. And the doctor goes, I watched it happen. I made it happen. And the doctor says, you, or the Dalek says, you destroyed our comic book mission. And then the doctor changes because he says, oh, boy, this is a really, he's feeling gravity's pull, as they say. And he gets this look on his face, a heavy, heavy look. Uh, let's see what else. There's a, there's a lot of laughing, good laughing, from really good acting. Even from the Dalek, there's times like the Dalek looks down, even though it's like a space dustbin or whatever. And, uh, but his face, when they say, you made it, ha I made it happen really, uh, 
And the doc says, you got rid of our whole comic book mission. The doctor walks away, his back's turned to the Dalek. And the doctor kind of says, she said, I had no choice. Uh, I have, like, it's just like, I guess this was whatever they call that when you're a kid. Uh, not vestigial, but the other one, uh, it imprinted on me, this comic thing. And now I'm acting out of, uh, like, on my childish childhood impulses about these comic books. Uh, I had no choice. And the Dalek says, and what of the Time Lords? Uh, and uh, then we cut back to Van Staten and Goddard and the other dude watching. And the doctor goes, uh, he goes, all my friends, uh, they to get to protect the com- you know, the world for comics, uh, they had to give up their ability to read comics. Uh, it was the end of the Great Time War. And he says, everybody lost in that one. And the doctor goes, except for you, and I guess me. And the, and the doctor kind of goes back to grammar school. He's, he's definitely reverting or regressing. He says, oh, uh, poor little Dal- Dalek. Uh, uh, and the Dalek d- gets deeper. He says, I am, this is holy, uh, uh, like, uh, what a d- deep philosophy. He says, I'm alone in the universe. And the doctor goes, yep. Uh, and then the doctor goes, by the way, so are you. Uh, what does it mean if there's a word world full of comics and no one to read them, you know, from our two unique cultural perspectives as Daleks and Time Lords? And the, Dalek, the doctor says, holy cow, that is heavy. And he goes, by the way, we're not the same, even though we're uh, the only people left, uh, like, with our perspectives. Uh, and he goes, well, wait, maybe we are. Uh, and he goes, you know what, uh, you, you, and he, sees, he, sees, he doesn't see it, as we all do. And he says, uh, you know what, I don't want you taking my comics anymore. I'm going to go tattle on you and get you a timeout. And then uh, the doctor goes, come on, man, you're like, uh, it was just doing what my prime directive was. He goes, let's work this out. And the doctor goes, why do I have to work it out? Why can't? Why didn't you work it out when you before you took my comic books? Uh and then Van Satten goes, you know what? Drop it, doctor. Out of out of the room. Uh, and uh, he gives the doctor. He goes, what? Did, he goes, doctor. What was with that whole thing in there? Uh, talk to me about it. And then the doctor changes the perspective yet again. He goes, you know what? Uh, you got to deal with that because it's going to take. Uh, it's going to take all the comics in the world. That's the last one in the universe. Uh, he goes, uh, remember D-A-R-E? That's what the comic, like, he goes, it's going to be like that all over again. And Van Satten looks over to Dalek. He goes, now I know your name, Dalek. Uh, speak to me, Dalek. Uh, I'm Henry Van Staten. Recognize me. And he goes, get this thing talking again, Simmons. Uh, uh, then we see Rose and Adam together, and they have, like, a little bit of a flirty moment. Uh Let's see, Lab, uh, Rose and Adam, uh, they're talking about the parts Adam's collected. Adam tries to convey, you know, to impress Rose that he's got all this secret knowledge about UFOs and stuff. Uh, he goes, I know you, you wouldn't believe it, but the uh, universe is teeming with life. And Rob, Rose goes, oh, I'm totally gobsmacked about that. Uh, what do you do, sit here and catalog it? Adam goes, Totally. And she goes, imagine if you could see the stars for real. And Adam goes, I'd love that, uh, but it's not going to happen. And Rose goes, oh, you never know. Uh, 
goes, what about all those people that uh, say they've been in spaceships or talked to aliens and had them because they're nutters? And Rose goes, yeah, me too. I think that way. She goes, how'd you get a job here? And Adam goes, I'm a genius, a boy genius. And now, uh, you know, you know, now boy, man, genius, uh, born clever. He says, Rose goes, okay, totally macking, huh? He goes, yeah, I'm a hacker. And you know, he, she goes, he goes, uh, you should, he goes, I like it. Like I just do it for the fun. Fantastic. And she goes, she's the doctor uses those terms. Uh, and he goes, what, what's going on with you two? And she goes, people ask that every episode. We're friends, I think. Uh, and then they say, hmm. And then she says, what do you think is going on downstairs? He goes, let me look. I got it all patched in. He goes, there's like this uh, thing down there. It looks like a giant pepper pod. Uh, and then Rose goes, I don't like the way they're treating that thing. Because, uh, uh, like, she says, why is everybody, like, uh, bent out of shape? She doesn't know about the comic books. Uh and she goes, I want to go down there and see. Then we see the doctor and Van Staten, uh, and Van Staten's uh, checking the doctor. Oh, also Adam had a drink of coffee. Uh, uh, let's see. Doctor and Van Staten are on an elevator first. Oh, yeah. Then uh, the doctor goes, you got to deal with that thing. It's going to take all the comics, all the world. Uh, he goes, it won't take long. Uh, how, why, why do you think it's here? Uh, Earth might be was the last bastion for good comics. Uh, and Vincent says, maybe once upon a time. And they go, what were you talking about in there? And he goes, well, I'm a time lord. And, you know, we had this whole time thing. Uh, and Vincent goes, and it sounds like all your friends lost their comic books uh, and their ability to read it, but not you. Doctor goes, it wasn't my choice. Uh, Van Staten goes, it's funny, because that means you're an alien, too. Uh, so then he, like, checks the doctor. We find out the doctor has two hearts. I don't know if those two hearts beat as one, but I know that's a cheap pun. Uh, and he says, a binary vascular system. I'm going to patent that and sell it. Uh, it turns out that's how he's made all his money, was from copying alien technology. And the doctor goes, uh, you, you know, you, you're really, uh, you, you, I don't know if I appreciate your uh, value system. And he goes, at least a Dalek, a Dalek is honest. Uh, it was born to get rid of comics, and that's what it does. Uh, he goes, by the way, he goes, it's so focused on that. It can, it'll, its focus will drive it past you uh, no matter what you do to try to stop it uh, from going to get them. And Van Staten goes, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm a genius and I'm rich, uh, so I got a total ego. And Doctor goes, he goes, uh, you can't do anything about it, bro. And uh, he goes, by the way, like, uh, what's the biggest city? He goes, Salt Lake City. And he goes, oh, comics are gone. And then all the comics, every other city. And the guy goes, one Dalek. Uh, and then we see Rose uh, and Adam, they go downstairs to, to meet the Dalek. And uh, Adam gets him here in. He goes, I got a level three clearance. Uh, and the Dalek kind of, I couldn't tell if it was playing a puppy or if it was playing Rose. It was uh, like interesting, like the depth of the Dalek, act, uh, Dalek acting. I always called it a Dalek, though, by the way, until this week. So he kind of watches her, like, like does this begging puppy thing. She goes, hey, I'm Rose. What's up? Uh, What's your name? It goes, yes. Uh, Rose goes, wait, no, your name. And the doc goes, you know, I'm exhausted. Uh, uh, everybody's worried about me. Are you worried about me? She goes, no. 
And he goes, how about some help uh, here? Like, I just want to, like, read comics. I don't want to take them. He goes, I never met a com- like a human that wasn't worried about hoarding their comics. Uh, and Rose goes, I don't know if you're, what you're talking about, but I'd love to help. Uh, and he goes, oh, well, and then the dog goes, on top of that, the last comic I read was an existential one. So that's all I got in my mind is existential comics. Uh, and Rose goes to pat, pat the dog's head and somehow it, like, scans her uh, DNA, leaves this orange handprint. Uh, and the Dalek says, uh, like, extrapolation, uh, cellular reconstruction, and it gets his superpowers going. And everybody's like, Rose, what did you do? Uh, and it has a toilet bowl plunger. And it says, uh, like, uh, it, it, like it, I, didn't know, I didn't know you could do this, but you could give people hickeys, like, big hickeys, like you were kissed by, like, an elephant uh, with a toilet bowl plunger. So that's what it does. It says, I'm going to give you a hickey. So it gives Simmons a hickey with the toilet bowl plunger, which, you know, he's going to go home and his partner or his family's going to be like, what in the heck? Uh, were you, what is that? A giant hickey? Who Were you making out with an elephant or something? So that's embarrassing. So he leaves. Uh, and then Adam, like, then they're like, the Daleks, like, I can't focus on anything but getting comics. I got to search the building for comics. And everybody's like, uh, it's Van Stanton's, like, got the, that Superman with the upside-down Batman and uh, the one with the green car on it. And also baseball cards uh, inside of those comic books, uh, like uh, side, you know, Young or whatever. The uh, ones from Tobacco and the, and, and the, the Dalekers must get the comic books. Uh, so then, all then there's a whole like to do of them trying to keep the Dalek from getting uh, uh, the comic books, uh, which is you know they can't get it because it's so focused. Uh, I said it was a little bit melodramatic with the uh, Bros and the Dalek uh, activated. Says uh, toilet bowl plunger got that red. Doctors all drama. Let's see where that is. Uh, oh, they say condition red, you know, get to comics. Uh, this isn't a drill. Also, why do we put all the valuable baseball cards in the comics? Uh, then they go back to, day, to the office with Van Staten. The Van Staten says, I put my stamp collections in those comic books, too. I, you know, it's in a hum- humidor, like, that I redesigned to store that stuff. Uh, and the doctor goes... Uh, like, just like a action star, he goes, release me if you want your collectibles uh, to be to be okay. And Van Sant says, totes my goats, man. Uh, let's do it. Uh, like, I need, you know, that's, uh, you know, that stuff has a meaning and a financial interest to me. And they say, seal it up, man. And they say, okay, we'll just seal it in. Like, uh, we'll seal the Dalek in, inside the room it's in. And they go, it's got a billion combination lock. Uh, and the doctor goes, dude, the Dalek's a genius. a single-minded focus. Uh, it can do a thousand billion combinations in one second. Uh, and so it unlocks the door in like one second. Yeah, so then we see Adam. Everybody's trying to get away. Like Then we like it tries to go. And uh, it's just trying to get to like where they store all this stuff, which just happens to be like in Van Staten's office, which is a bad idea too. 
Okay, so sorry, last time I spot, but basically the Daleks like Van uh, Sands like what in the name of uh, Jackie Robinson is happening? And then the Dalek like uh, hacks into like uh, the computer and uh, the electrical system, takes out all the West Coast electricity, downloads the entire internet, and they're like Van Sands like what's happening? The doctor's like, dude, it's downloading the internet. Uh, I already took all the PDFs and even the um. DRM comics offline, and now it just has to target all the print ones uh, across the nation, and it already knows where all the comics are. Also, there was this, you know, government registry where, like, uh, comic book readers. So uh, it's only a matter of time now. And the Dalek says, "Oh, you know, the Daleks survive in me. I'm going to continue our anti-comic book mission." Uh, which is ironic or paradoxical because the Daleks really love comics, uh, even though they can't relate. Like, so it's, you know, just like a mirror of the doctor, I, I think, in some sense. And they say, you know, Goddard says, just stop the Dalek. Uh, you know, let's do a lockdown. Uh, you know, something about Joe DiMaggio and by, you know, the upside down biplane stamp. I don't know. And even uh, Goddard says, Jolton Joe has left and gone away. And the doctor goes, I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, we got to do something. We got to divert the power, do a lockdown. And, you know, they can't really stop the Daleks. The Dalek keeps coming. At some point, Rose, Rose sees the Dalek from across the room. She says, the Dalek is staring at me. It's like looking into me. And we definitely see uh, oh Matrix moment. Everybody tries to stop the uh, Dalek, but it's like Matrix, no dice. Uh, Van Staten does not care about anything but his collectibles. Uh, he says, do you hear me, Dalek? You're not getting to my collectibles. Uh, and we see Rose, Adam, and one uh, person helping them. They get to the stairs, and they're like, oh, the Dalek doesn't have uh, – problem solved. The Dalek can't go upstairs. It's like on uh, rollers. Who would have thought it would just get uh, stuck on the stairs? And Adam says, ha, yeah, defeated by a flight of stairs. Uh, and the Dalek says, hey, and they say, hey, the, the one security person says, listen, let's just call it even. Uh, you go back, uh, re recharge, uh, and we'll figure out the whole comic situation. And the Dalek says, uh, levitate or something. And then you realize that it can fly. And they say, oh, boy. So Adam and Rose keep running. Uh, somebody said, I think somebody said, oh, snap, even. And even Van Staten says, uh, they, they call Adam. They're like, get Rose up here, man. Like, uh, we don't want her confused for a comic book. Uh, Van Staten says, doctor, I thought you were an expert. Uh, and the doctor goes, listen, man, uh, like, uh, I don't know everything. He goes, you've been getting in my way. Uh, and they said, we got to lock this thing down. Like, uh, the world's, he goes, what about the world's comics? Not just, this is bigger than the U.S. Uh, comic book and collectibles and just your collection, Van Staten. And so they keep, you know, the dollar keeps regressing, looks at Rose, makes eye contact with Rose. No one believes Rose, of course. Uh, and then, they, they, like, a couple of times, you know, the doctor uh, talks to the Dalek. It says, uh, 
I want to meet with you one on one or something. You know, I have uh, the bi- Rose's biomass. Uh, at one point, I put soldier splaining because Rose goes, by the way, that's a like a, it's a Dalek. You're not going to do anything. Or maybe the doctor says that. Goes, oh yeah, thank you, doctor. But I think I know what I'm doing. I'm a a TV soldier. And the doctor says, or the, the, the Dalek says, no, you don't. Uh, gets everybody wet. And just like a re- most recent shipment of comics, soaking wet with the sprinkler system. And when I say most recent comics, I'm just talking about like, I mean, the, they get like every comic ever printed. Oh, yeah. Rose said, I think it looks like it's inside me. Uh, also, one of the soldiers had like so much shoelace uh, wrapped around, like uh, like it hit the long. The soldier had the longest shoelaces ever. Uh, so then Van Sands like, I'm just gonna run. I'm gonna get my comics. I'm gonna get out of here. And they go, There's no power, dude. There's no way to get out of there. The Dalek says, uh, Oh, this is when the Dalek said, I shall only speak to the doctor. I'm searching for other Daleks to help me get these comics. Uh, I want to clear orders now. And doctors, you're not going to get any clear orders. And I guess I'm going to follow my primary order then. Uh, and the doctors, all of the uh, other Daleks are gone, dude. And so what shall I do? And the doctor's like, you're, fa-, you know, the doctor's still reverting. He says, you're a total failure at getting rid of comics anyway. All of you, he has just plenty of comics. Uh, and so the doctor can't get over, you know, he can't get over his thing. Croak-like is the Dalek's voice. Uh, TV off a verse. I don't know what that means. Uh, you think the Dalek just shut off uh, their thing. Uh, yeah, then they try to seal the vaults. Uh, he wrote, the doctor's like, Rose is still down there. Uh, Daleks of falling. They seal the. They like they're trying to you know reprogram things to seal the vault. Uh, and he doctor's like Adam, hurry up with Rose. Like uh, the doctor, she goes. Rose, this isn't this isn't the best time. He goes, where are you? You got to get to level forty six. Uh, she goes, I'm on forty nine. He goes, hurry up. The doors are closing. Uh, uh, Van Staten close them. Uh, and then, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, whatever suspense and, uh, Adam gets through the doors, but Rose does not, uh, for a brief moment, the doctor thinks that the Dalek thought Rose was a comic book, but then it's revealed. He goes, geez, I'm sorry. Uh, can't believe I couldn't, couldn't, uh, or no, uh, they, I think he even talks to Rose first. Uh, oh, he goes, Rose, did you make it? She goes, yeah, no, I didn't make it. I'm slow. And he goes, I hope, uh, like, because your name's Rose, it doesn't think you're a comic book named Rose. Uh, and she goes, don't worry about it, doctor. Uh, not your fault. Uh, and she goes, I wouldn't miss this whole thing for the world. Uh, and so then the doctor says, man, Rose is a comic book. Uh, thought I was going to totally, uh, he goes, I almost stopped the Dalek uh, from doing the comic book thing. But you stopped me. Van Sangus is the most uh, prized collectible of my collectibles, and ironically, it's going to destroy all my collectibles. And the doctor goes, what is the purpose of the collecting? Don't you know, like, uh, have you ever seen a movie where the antagonist is a collector? Uh, he goes, it's about exploring, not collecting, to be part of something greater. And the doctor goes, or Van Sand says, I wanted to touch the stars. And the doctor goes, no, you wanted to collect them and label them. And puts them in poly, ba- poly bags. Uh, 
not enjoy them like I wanted to once as a youth. Uh, and the doctor goes, and then he also thought Rose was a comic book, 19 years old. Uh, and then we see Rose with the Dalek. She goes, what's up? I'm not a comic book. I'm a human being. Uh, and the Dalek goes, are you sure? Rose goes, yeah, I'm positive. Uh, so what What do you want? Uh, do you think I'm a comic or are you going to trust me that I'm human? And Dalek goes, I sense uh, some emotions. And Rose goes, yeah, what do you expect? I'm a human. And the Dalek says, the Daleks don't have emotion. Unifocus only on getting rid of comics. Uh, and then it says, what? I don't even understand. Uh, like, maybe because you I expel, exfoliated, exfoliated your DNA or whatever. Uh, like, uh, I think I'm feeling things or something. And then Adam runs into the office. Doctor goes, nice job ditching Rose. Uh, thanks. And Adam goes, you close the door, dude. And then we see the Dalek on TV. He goes, hey, open the door. I'm here with Rose. Uh, don't want any of your collectibles anymore. Me and Rose are besties. Uh, totally, my fingers aren't crossed behind me because I don't have fingers. And the doctor goes, holy cow, it's Rose. Uh, and she, Rose says, yeah. And uh, Rose says, don't open the door. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't have its fingers crossed. It has its toilet bowl plunger crossed. Uh, the doctor goes, I don't care. He opens the doors, and Van Staten calls the doctor a bleeding heart. Uh, uh, let's see, Rose, a vault sealed. Did you make? Oh no, this one. The doctor thought he pulls off his. He pulled off his Bluetooth. Uh, okay, yeah, the short circuits. Uh, says I'm contaminated. Doctor's mad. Open the bulkhead. What? Uh, what are emotions, uh, if you will not... Oh, okay, this is coming up here. Uh, then the doctor goes with Adam. He goes into action star mode. He goes, I'm totally going to zap this thing so it doesn't take any more comics from any more kids. Uh, uh, just like me. He looks through the stuff. Uh, and Adam, he goes, what did you have all this stuff for? Adam goes, in case he got fired, I was going to put it on eBay. And the doctor goes, huh. He goes, what are you going to do, throw your A-levels at him? And then he goes, oh, yeah, lock and load, baby. And then Rose is, like, trying to talk to the Dalek, sends him to the Dalek. Uh, and the Dalek goes, why why, why do I have to stop all this anti-comic stuff? Uh, comic books, uh, that's my purpose. Uh, if not that, who am I? Like, that existential comic I read, I knew I shouldn't have read that comic. Now that I have emotions from exfoliating you, and doctor shows up, Rose goes, doctor, don't do anything. The, the, the Daleks having uh, a moment. Or maybe they got off in the, I think they got off the elevator in Van Staten's office, actually. And then Van Staten's like, uh, she says, like, uh, like, well, please don't take my collectibles. Uh, I'm totally sorry. Uh, I just wanted to be friends. Uh, you know, the doc says, collectibles, collectibles. Uh, Maybe I'll just get rid of all your collectibles, not just comics. Uh, Rose goes, no, no, calm down. And she says, like, okay, let's think about it. Let's say yes to the existential comic. Uh, she goes, beyond comics and collectibles, what else is there? What do you want? Uh, and the Dalek says, freedom. Uh, like, uh, that's, uh, like, I think I heard a song, Freedom, once, uh, and... Uh, then that's when the doctor shows up 
Uh, the Dalek actually opens it like one of the skylights, uh, and sun shines down on the Dalek. Uh, and Rose goes, geez, I never even thought I'd see sunlight again. And the Dalek says, how does it feel? And Rose goes, pretty sweet. Uh, and the Dalek parks in the sunlight. Uh, and the doctor goes, get out of the way, Rose. Uh, she goes, no. And the doctor goes, get out of the way. Like, I can't let this thing take any more comics from anybody. And Rose goes, to like, uh, what's, your, what's your problem, dude? You're actually like a fifth grader or a second grader. And the doctor says, I got to do it. I got to do it. Uh, the Dalek, my comics, when I was a kid, I wanted to read them. Now I'm wondering. And Rose goes, look at this Dalek. And then the Dalek, like, opens up its, uh, like, uh, its, uh, whatever you call it, like, a uh, shell. And it comes out of its shell. And we see it's like a, like, just really like a squid. And Rose goes, it's changed. Uh, I think it's changing. It doesn't just want comics. Uh, it's, it's becoming an existentialist, uh, she goes, what are you changing into, a first grader? And the doctor goes, I don't know, I don't know. I I, need, I think I'm having a moment, Rose. Uh, and the doc starts with all this existential, it says, who, you know, what, who, you know, all these, like, uh, open-ended questions. Who, what, where, why, how? The doctor goes, I don't know the answers. Uh, it says, well, I'm the last of the Daleks. Uh, and he goes, actually, no, you're a squid, by the way. The doctor says, and I to uh, totally surprise you uh, with some rose. You exfoliated rose, you became a squid. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what it is. And he goes, something new. And Rose goes, isn't that better? And the doctor says, I don't know, for a Dalek, uh, squids can't le- read comic books, and they can't really, you know, comics deteriorate under the water. And the Dalek says, Rose, give me some orders. And Rose goes, why don't you be an existential squid? And the Dalek says, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't like, therefore, I don't know. Or some sort of a profound thing. And it jumps in the water. Uh, it says, this is not life. This is sickness. They said, holy, like, uh. He said, what is this, uh, Proust or whatever? I said, who? I said, what in the name of Emmanuel Kant is happening? And I, and I said, Kant, I think. Uh, yeah, but then the, uh, uh, the, the squid lick or whatever, jumped, uh, the existential squid jumped in the water. Uh, and he said, uh, are you an existentialist, Rose Tyler? And Rose said, uh, she said, I don't even know what that is. She goes, I'm so confused. I got a second doctor acting like a second grader. And she goes, maybe. And the dog says, so am I. And it swims away, uh, happy as can be. I mean, you know, therefore I am or something. Uh, only the catalog ones. I don't know what that means. And let's see. The doctor and the dog seem like they share a lot. Uh, uh, Rose scrambles away. Uh, then we see Goddard uh, confront Van Staten. She goes, by the way, Van Staten, you're fired. Uh, she goes, uh, he goes, you can't fire me. He goes, I'm the figure, like uh, the secretive figurehead of this company. And she goes, exactly. Uh, she goes, take him away. And uh, like, uh, you know, give, give him some regular stamps and make him think there's collectibles. Uh, I'm taking over this company. And then we see Rose and uh, the doctor down by the TARDIS. Uh, 
And the doctor's kind of stroking the TARDIS. He says, better home, a piece of home, better than nothing. Uh, functional, not just a collect, uh, collectible. And Rose goes, is that at the end of the time war? And the doctor goes, I guess so. I'm the only one left. Uh, how about that? Uh, and Rose goes in this, a new form. The Dalek is round uh, as a squ- existential squid. She goes, maybe there's some other time lords out there. And the doctor goes, no, I'd know here. He taps his head instead of his two hearts. Uh, so I don't know if the two hearts are like uh, they cancel each other out. Uh, and Rose goes, well, it's a good thing I'm not going anywhere. I forgot at some point that somebody accused the doctor of being in love with the Rose, and he didn't uh, deny it. Uh, I think I don't know if that's Van Staten or the uh, Dalek. Uh, but Rose goes, I'm not going anywhere. And the doctor goes, yeah. And we see Adam. And he goes, hey, we're on the, like, the 54th uh, basement floor. we got to get out of here. And he goes, Van Staten got fired, and the base is closing down. And they're going to, you know, deny, you know, they're taking his collectibles and relocating them. Adam's like, I got to catch a bus home. And the doctor goes, hit the road then, Jack, uh, and don't you come back no more. And Rose goes, huh, it's funny thing, doctor. Adam said he always wanted to see the stars. And Adam goes, the doctor goes, well, he could look outside at night then. Uh, Try somewhere without light pollution, Adam. Head along now. And Rose goes, look at him, doctor. He's all on his own, and he he's helpful, kind of. He's a boy. He was a boy genius. Uh, and the doctor goes, yeah, but he like like. Uh, and Rose goes, nobody's perfect, doctor. And Adam goes, when the heck are you two talking about? Uh, and Adam, doctor goes, well, Rose, he's he's a pretty young man. And Rose goes, I never, I didn't notice. Uh, and the doctor kind of is like, Rose, come on. And he says, on your own head, which I didn't understand. Uh, and then Adam goes, uh, what are you talking about? Uh, and then the doctor and the Rose, they get in the TARDIS, uh, and they go, Adam, come on, check it out in here. Uh, he goes, they go, why are you going into that box? Uh, and he goes, Rose, and then he peeks his head in and uh, gets inside, and the TARDIS it takes off. Uh, and that was the end of the episode. Now, a couple of things that came up in the episode. Uh, Dr. Sister Rose towards then, on your own head, which comes from a phrase, on your own head be it, uh, which according to the Cambridge uh, Dictionary, used to tell someone that they have to take full responsibility about what they plan to do. So they have to be accountable uh, for their choice. Uh, on your own, uh, let's see, what other... Uh, yeah, like, uh, like uh, they have to take responsibility. So good luck with that. It might be another way of saying it. Uh, but that's nice. On your home, on your own head, be it, or on your on your head. Oh, on your own head, I uh, guess. Okay, a couple other words: palliatives. B a l l i a t i v e s is uh like uh this is just like a totally uh it's a way to relieve uh the symptoms without dealing with the underlying cause uh uh palliative rather than curative uh so i like that that's a beautiful word palliative and then this one i really did not know this a pepper pot adam refers to the dalek as a pepper pot and it, it actually in britain it's a pepper shaker uh it's also a, a West Indian dish uh, consisting of stewed meat or fish, which sounds delicious. Uh, 
Uh, but I think in this sense, in this one, it was like, uh, it looks like a pepper shaker, a pepper pot. Uh, it does sound like a loving term, too. For someone, especially if you have a spicy relationship, you could say, no problem, my little pepper pot. Uh, maybe say that to your pet, though, because uh, my, my pepper pot, yes, pepper pot. Uh, I always thought it makes me think of pepper and uh, uh, Annie. And a few more things. Gobsmacked is another one. It just means, you know, blown away, astonished, uh, astounded. Any of those are good, better than uh, uh, gobsmacked, astonished, or astounded. Those are all good words. Uh, Lord Fauntleroy. Let's see. I'm still looking it up as we're talking. It sounded like a pejorative term. Uh, a children's novel. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. It's pretty long. Why is it, uh, and maybe it means, uh, I don't want to take up too much time here, but, uh, a graceful childish figure in a velvet suit, uh, with a handsome, uh, face. Uh, so maybe like, uh, is it like an English term for baby face? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Impressed by the appearance and intelligence of his American grandson and charmed by his innocent nature. He therefore becomes a benefactor, though he takes care not to let him know the benefactor is the child, Lord Fauntleroy. It says that the Fauntleroy suit is also known as the Buster Brown suit, uh, but I guess I'd have to read deeper about uh, uh, what what it means. Uh, but it was uh, some sort of insult. Uh, and then I just wanted to look up at the voice of the Dalek because uh, it was so good, and it was voiced by Nicholas Briggs. Uh, Uh, So very good job, Uh, and that's it for tonight. Uh, Good night.